Word of God this morning. Uh, we're going to be jumping around a little bit. We're going to start in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. We're going to jump over here in just a minute to Malachi chapter 4. And then we're going to land in Luke chapter 15. So that sounds like a lot, but I will try to keep us mindful of time today, all right? I know it's a day of celebration, but Abba has rested on us this morning already, and I have felt his presence here, and we're going to continue just to talk about uh, our Father this morning, our Father, God, Abba Father. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And because you are sons, and we can also put daughters there, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Anyone heart in here today, anyone's heart in here today crying out, Abba, Father? And that word right there where it says crying doesn't mean in a weeping context. It's crying out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. When I think of the Lord, and I think of God the Father, I think of a wonderful, wonderful Father whose characteristics has encompassed so many wonderful things. And I've, I feel the warmth of his hand, the strong arm, the outstretched arm. And I know that he is a just God, and he's a loving God, and he loves us this morning. He's a holy God, too. Amen? All right. So that's Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. I'm crying out, Abba, Father, this morning. Let's jump to Malachi 4. This is a prophetic statement in Malachi. And... Uh, I believe this is for us today. It says, Behold, and it's verse 5 and 6, and it's on there. It's the English Standard Version, if you want to know what version we're reading out of this morning. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to the fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. What we see here is a prophetic word. And before Jesus returns again, there are going to be some similarities of his first coming. We had John the Baptist that was a type of Elijah, right? And so we know that there will be a either Elijah himself, because we know Elijah did not die, right? He was taken. So he did not suffer death. And will it be a, the physical Elijah come back to this earth? Or will it be a type of ministry that Elijah had while he was here on this earth? And you can decide whatever you want to on that. But I believe as we look at what that scripture says right there in verse 6, this is one of the ministries. This is one of the things that it says that will take place when the Lord returns, that the hearts will return. The fathers and the father's heart to the children. So as we know that we are in the last days before our Lord and Savior returns, we know that the hearts of the children will be turned to the fathers. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? We're going to talk a little bit about the heart of the fathers this morning. It's fitting. It's Father's Day. And I love the heart of the Father. Aren't you thankful for the heart of the Father this morning? Aren't you thankful for a compassionate Father this morning? Aren't you thankful for a Father who extends grace over and over and for mercy extended over and over? His loving kindness. 
I'm thankful for his patience this morning. I'm thankful for so much and everything that he encompasses this morning. I'm thankful for the Father. And that's why we cry out, Abba, Father, this morning. This is an end-time ministry that's going to take place. It's a prophetic ministry. And now I'm sure you all believe this, just as I do, that the attack on manhood and masculinity has been taking place for decades. Does anybody agree with that in here this morning? That there has been a well-thought-out, planned attack against manhood and masculinity, and I would take it back to even before the sexual revolution, but I would take it back to the 60s, that there was an all-out assault and has been going on from then until now on men. Anybody agree with that in here this morning? We know that that's taking place. We know that that is true. The devil has been attacking men, the fathers, and trying to take out fathers in the lives of families. And this is not an attack on men today. That's not what this is. This is a, just a realization of what's going on. We could take a look around our world right now, and this isn't to be a downer Sunday, okay? We know the reality that it is just there. That it is all out attack, not just in our nation, but across the world. We see a fatherlessness taking place in society and culture. And I thank God that he says in the end times, in the latter days, before his coming, that there's going to be a heart that is turning. I love it, and it's a both ways. I love that. There's going to be a restoration in the land. Does anyone believe that in here this morning? That there's going to be a restoration in the land where the hearts of the fathers and the hearts of the children are going to be turned back towards the Father. I am looking forward to the day, and I see it happening right now. Every time you get a glimpse of some life and family being restored, you see the heart of the Father being displayed in full in fullness. And so today, I want to encourage you that the fathers are returning and the children are returning to the fathers. I love this passage of Scripture, and it's been talked about, it's been preached so many times, but I love this. In Luke chapter 15, if you'll go there with me, Luke chapter 15, 11 through 32. I'm checking the time. We're good. All right? Everybody good on time? Does anyone have dinner plans at noon? I see a hand go up. I saw that. <laughs> hey, you're forgiven. You have a new baby girl, so uh, you're good. But it's all right. We have time. We're going to talk about this. I love this. Does anyone else just love the story of the prodigal son? And I think you could also title that Abba's Love. I think you could title that both ways. I think you could title it Prodigal Son, which that's the way we see it. But you could also see that as the Father's love, Abba's love. And so I want to jump into that. We're going to read that all today. Is everybody okay with reading that? All right. This might be someone's first time hearing the story. Okay? I don't know. If it is, I want you to, when we're reading this, this passage of Scripture, I want you to hear in this passage, if this is the first time you've heard it, 
I want you to hear this is God's heart for you. And it's for everyone. And if you've heard this a million times in this morning, because I've heard it a lot, I want it just to maybe spark something fresh in you. Maybe just a, a shoring up of what Abba's love is all about. So we're going to get into that this morning. Verse 11. And he said there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Can you stop right there for me, Brandon? And just plant right there just for a moment. There's two sons here. And the one son wants his inheritance early. Okay? We see that this is happening. He wants it early. And he's not supposed to get his inheritance until his father has deceased. And then it would be divided up. But the younger son wants it now, before his father has gone. And so basically what he is saying, Dad, is this too hard to say? But I want you dead. It's basically what he said. That sounds hard this morning. But it's basically what the young man said. He said, Dad, I want you dead now because I want what I have coming to me, but I don't want to wait for it. I want it now. It's basically what he said. So you see what's going on here. There's two sons. The younger one wants his inheritance now. He doesn't care that if his dad is alive or dead. He just wants what's coming to him. That's a selfish way to look at it, isn't it? That's a selfishness. Let's go ahead, verse 13. We may come back to this, but we're going to move on. It says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Move on. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. He's in a desperate situation here, isn't he? He's desperate, and he wants what the pigs are eating. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Hold on right there, Brandon. So, so far in this story, we know that there are two sons and the one younger son, and I went over this already for a little while, that he wanted what was coming to him, but he didn't want to wait for it. He wanted it now, and he didn't care if his dad was alive or dead. He wanted it. The dad gave him his, his, his share of the inheritance. The son goes to off, and he goes on a journey. How many of you know that we're all on a journey in here this morning? We all are on a journey in here this morning. Every one of us are on a journey in life, a spiritual journey in here this morning. The younger son, he, he went in and he just squandered it all on reckless living. He was partying up. He was wild living. He was going about doing whatever it was he was doing. Then he finds himself in great need, and he's here on a farm. And he's just wanting to eat what the pigs are eating because he has nothing. Then he realizes, he thinks to himself, man, even the servants 
are eating good at my father's house. Now please stay with me. I know many of you have heard this passage. And you've heard it preached many times. But there's possibly somebody in here this morning that's never heard this passage. They've never heard this message. And see, we can find ourselves many times. I was a younger son once. Anybody else in here a younger son once? No? Nobody was a younger son? (laughs) Maybe you were a younger daughter once, right? And we find ourselves in a far-off place. And you know that you had everything you needed back at home. But you wanted to stay in that far-off place. Because there was temptation there, right? There was some pleasure there for a season. But then it runs out. And then you come to your senses, and he realizes. And he says, I'm going to go back to my father. And I'm going to say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. We're going to move on. He says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, the father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Can we stop right there for a moment? (laughs) Isn't it just like Abba's love, our Heavenly Father's love, that He is watching and waiting for the return of his children. Don't don't let the message that you've heard over and over become dull. And not let it become an awe every time you hear it. Because when you think about how awesome this is, how wonderful it is to know that if you go wayward, and some in here will go wayward, some have went wayward, Some have lost your way. You know that you have a heavenly father that is waiting for your return home. You have a father that is waiting and looking and searching. And he's not up there ready to strike you down. He's not at the door waiting with a bat ready to hit you over the back of the head and punish you. He's not ready to pummel you. He's not ready there to, whenever we get into this here in just a moment... He gets to the door. He doesn't scold him for everything that he done. Did he? That's not what the father's heart is about. The father's heart is he wants you back. He wants you back. He wants you to sit at his table, to feast at his table. At the Lord's table are wonderful, wonderful things. At the Lord's table, there is joy. There is peace. There's, there's, you know, forgiveness, there's gentleness, there's all these things at the Lord's table. And there's no more shame or guilt at the Lord's table. You see, maybe not in here today, but perhaps somebody that's going to be watching on YouTube coming up. Right? Somebody could be watching this thing five years from now, because I know that I get on YouTube and I'll watch stuff from ten years ago. But there could be somebody watching, and maybe they've never heard. Or maybe you're sitting here today, and you've never heard, and you didn't know that uh, his grace is so amazing. 
And the Father is saying, come back home. Abba's love is saying, come back to me. I know that you've been gone, and I know that you've been away, but I'm ready for you to come back home. Anybody thankful for that in here this morning? Aren't you thankful that Abba's arms are stretched wide? I'm thankful that Abba, you know, I could picture it this way. You can picture it however you want. In this story, the man is an older man. Okay? And I can just imagine. He knows his younger son is out doing whatever his younger son is doing. And I could just imagine him having people, servants or whatever, saying, I want you to keep an eye out for him. You know, if I go lay down, I want you to keep an eye out for my son. You get, you get a hold of me. You let me know if you see him coming. I want to know when my son's coming. And I can just imagine him even being on his property, up on his house, and he's searching over, over the horizon, and he's looking, just waiting for his son to return. You see, in the story, let's go on, let's move, let's move on. He says, and the son came to him and said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, I love this. Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Could you imagine, back up just a minute, can you imagine the father being there looking out for his son, waiting for his son to return? You see, the church, I believe, needs to be like the Father in this. Abundant grace, we need to be like the Father. Abba's love. We say that Jesus is returning soon, and I believe He is. I believe He's coming soon. And I believe that He's turning the hearts of the children back to Him. Anybody believe that in here this morning? And so where are they going to go? We hope they come to a church, right? We want them to come to a church. We want them to gather around with other believers. And then if they're in Sullivan, I hope they come here. Or if they're in Shelburne, I hope they come here. Or Miriam, or Graysville, or Paxton, or Vincennes, or Robinson, or Palestine, or Flat Rock. Or, you know, we could go on and on. Terre Haute. We hope that they come here. We're not the only ones, but I hope they come here. Because I do believe they're going to feel the Father's love while they're here, right? Aren't we responsible as individuals to show the Father's love? So even though it's Father's Day here today, whether you're a woman or you're a man, we all can show the Father's love in here this morning. We can show the compassion of the Father. We can show the love of the Father. We can be like that Father waiting, wanting the searching for them, even going out and sending people to bring them in, get them in here so we can show them the love of the Father. And what I love right here, in that verse of Scripture, where it says whenever he came to the door, and probably at the, right here, I just love this. The Father said to his servants, <laughs> wait, <laughs> something just came to me before that. Didn't it say that the father ran to his son? Could you imagine this? 
right? Could you imagine this older man is in the middle of the desert? And it's probably hot. And he's in probably a long robe, tunic type thing, right? Probably not very comfortable. I wouldn't think. I don't know. I've never worn one. But could you imagine the father? Oh, dear Lord, don't let me pull a hamstring. But could you imagine that older father pulling up his robe and running to his son? Running. Could you imagine him running to his son? Could you imagine him running? <laughs> I can imagine him with all of his might and probably tears running down his face and joy in his heart and just wanting his son to come back and looking for a son. You see, you think, ah, oh, that doesn't move me at all. My running shouldn't move you. <laughs> it moved me. I got to praise the Lord right there because running whatever that was, and I'm not going, and I didn't pull a hamstring. Thank you, Lord. It had to be Holy Spirit because in the flesh I, I would have went down right there. But you think about that. The dad in this picture, the father, he didn't care and he put aside all dignity. There were people around. He put away all dignity. He had every right not to go running for his son. He had every right not to do that. He could have been in a back room. He could have said, when he gets here, you come and get me. I'll take an hour or two, and I'll come whenever I want. Or you know what? Just make him go out there and do some stuff. Then I'll get around to come and see him whenever I want. But that wasn't the father's heart here. He he said, I don't care. I'm going to lose all dignity here. Don't you think that's what Jesus did? Isn't that what God did when Jesus hung on the cross? When he hung naked on a cross, he lost all dignity for us. For us. For us, he lost all dignity because he loves us that much. And the father in this story, he lost all dignity. He's like, I'm running to my son. And that's the way the father's heart is. He comes running to us. And I love this, and I said I was getting ready to get to that. And I'm almost finished. It wasn't going to be very long. I love how he said, bring quickly the best robe. You know why I love that? Because he didn't say, Go get all the bath water and clean him up from the pig stench. And then I'm going to put a robe on you. He said, you know what? You came to me. You came back home, and now I put my best robe on you. You see, so many people think, oh, I can't because I've done too much, and I stink too much of the world or the, or the sin I've done. And he said, I will put a robe on you when you come back to me. Then we'll take care of all the other stuff. For a religious spirit, that doesn't go over so well. Does anybody believe that? That he put a best robe on you? Was anybody in here totally sanctified when you came to Jesus? 
for the first time? Did anybody in here have it all figured out and you never struggled with anything else and you didn't carry any kind of stench with you when you came to Jesus? There's not a one in here. We all had it. And he said, I'm putting my best robe on you and I'm going to put a ring on you. And that signifies that you're, you are my son. You are mine. I want you to know the Father's heart this morning is that of love and wants you so desperately. Whether you're watching online or you're here in the house, we cannot fathom the depth, the width of his love, the vastness of his love. We cannot even put a number on the amount of grace extended to us. His grace that is overwhelming. The Father's love. The, Father that, the Father's love that's going to be poured out in these last days. I believe He's turning the hearts of the children back to Him. The children are coming to Him. And it may not look like the children you think it's going to look like, but there will be people who will give their hearts to God in full. Give their hearts over to Him and want Him. And they're going to not worry. They're not going to worry about being dignified in doing it. They're going to cast off all dignity because they want Him. And they have a passion for Him. And they pursue Him. And they've encountered a love, an overwhelming love of God. Love can defeat anything. Does anybody believe that in here this morning? Do you believe that love can defeat whatever? Sure it is, because God is love. <laughs> so I know so. We're going to play a song right now, okay? I know it's Father's Day. We love you. We love you so much. We're going to love on the Father of Fathers this morning. For a little bit, we're going to just close out our service in the song, Abba, Father. I just want to let it just be a time of worship unto God this morning and then we're going to have our drawing for our prizes and I want to let you know when you leave here this morning you can leave knowing that Abba's love and most of you if not everyone in here already knows this is a love that you have never experienced before in your life Abba's love Display this song and this worship the Lord for the next few minutes.